It's time to get in the zone. The Fantasy Football Zone. Hey guys, where else would you rather be? Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. This is the Fantasy Football Zone. Welcome back into the Fantasy Football Zone. It is PJ. Football is finally back. We love fantasy football, right? Just getting out of draft seasons and, again, wondering why some guys drop low and win high in the draft. We're going to discuss all that with rotowire.com's Jake Latarski coming up. Break everything down draft-related and also get you ready for week one and some players we think uh, might boom and bust here in week one as well. So that is all coming up down the line. But, again, it is great to have football back Live fans as well this season. And again, that is drawing some comments from Tom Brady uh, the other day. said this could be a little bit more challenging this year than it was actually last year with everything COVID-related going around. And of course, the new emphasis on by the NFL saying if you have a team outbreak, you're going to forfeit that game. We're not doing Tuesday, Wednesday night games this year. So again, that is going to have kind of an impact on the fantasy season. So that, again, is something we're always going to have to monitor. But again, it is great to have football back here. And we're going to start off the show here with uh, maybe some teams historically that do well. So if you have some players in some of these teams, and maybe they're in the flex position, or you're wondering, uh, do I take a you know roll the dice on him or not? Here's kind of some things historically teams do right off the bat. So we're going to start off the Baltimore Ravens. Again, Lamar Jackson looking for a big bounce back year here. They're going to visit the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football to uh, cap off week one. They have won their last five kickoff weekend games, the AFC's second longest active streak since 2016. And check this out, too. And They get off to hot starts in week one. Now, we know about J.K. Dobbins' injury, and maybe they shouldn't have played him in that uh, preseason finale or not. But th- Baltimore, historically, gets off to a great start in week one. They have outscored their opponents 177-26 to on kickoff weekend and hasn't allowed more than 10 points in any of its first previous five-week game ones. Now, Las Vegas, you know, they're trying to get that offense going again. They've got some weapons on there. But again, if you're starting that Ravens defense, history is on your side. And also, offensively, they put up some points in week one. So if you got some Ravens on the fence, might want to start them this week. Also, the reigning NFC North Division champion, Green Bay Packers, they're going to open their season on the road Sunday Again, in Jacksonville, the uh, new destination for that one, against the New Orleans Saints. The Packers have won 58 games on kickoff weekend, the most in the NFL. Green Bay has won its past six kickoff weekend games. That's tied with Kansas City for the longest active streak in the NFL, and that is uh, good news. Devontae Adams, also Aaron Rodgers owners, Aaron Jones, might have a tough matchup this week. We'll talk with Jake Letarski about that coming up a bit later on. But again, new look Saints as well without uh, Drew Brees in there. Uh, we're going to see if Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, you're going to see a combo of that, Alvin Kamal. So, again, some big questions there, but again, history on the side of the Packers here on uh, opening weekend. And the Chicago Bears going to visit the L.A. Rams Sunday night football week one. Chicago has won 55 wins on kickoff weekend. Now, again, historically, the Packers, Bears, oldest teams in the NFL. So, obviously, the, the number's going to be on their side. But, uh, you know, it could be something because, you know, those Bears and Rams, they always play tough matchups, it seems, in prime time. Could be a defensive battle or not. We'll find out. But, again, Bears, Rams, uh, that'll be an interesting to watch here. And if you have some players in that one, could be an interesting matchup. Some individuals that really stand out here on the opening week, 
Who else, right? Tampa quarterback Tom Brady, 39 touchdown passes, 4,932 passing yards in his 18 career kickoff weekend games. He's only trailing Drew Brees on that, and he's probably going to pass him here uh, in that category uh, coming up here. So, again, Tom Brady, historically great on opening weekend, and uh, we'll find out uh, against uh, Dallas Thursday, that tough matchup. Staying in Tampa Bay, tight end Rob Gronkowski. Again, uh, not drafted high, but pretty good on opening weekend if you're looking for a spot start. Eight touchdown receptions with eight career kickoff weekend games. That's second most all-time by a tight end. He's only trailing uh, Willie Frazier, who had nine touchdown receptions. So Gronk could possibly tie that record this week if you want to spot start him. Uh, New Tennessee wide receiver Julio Jones on the opener. Pretty good. 1,001 receiving yards, 10 career kickoff weekend games, and is one of 11 players in league history with at least 1,000 career receiving yards and season openers. If Jones, who had nine receptions for 157 yards with Atlanta last year on kickoff weekend, records at least 99 receiving yards on Sunday against Arizona in his Titans debut, he's going to become the sixth player to reach 1,100 career receiving yards on kickoff weekend. So Julio, obviously with A.J. Brown, uh, still question marks how much he might play, if at all, coming up. So Julio could have a big opening weekend. And again, historically, he's uh, pretty good in uh, week one. Also, new Rams wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. Six career games with at least 100 yards receiving in week one. That's time for the most of all time. So Deshaun always comes out with a bang and back in L.A. with at least 100 receiving yards against Chicago on Sunday Night Football. He could surpass Michael Irvin for the most 100-yard receiving games on kickoff weekend in NFL history. And, yeah, Deshaun usually goes off when he has a big game. And uh, back in L.A., where he's from, grew up. So, again, uh, that could be uh, an interesting one. And you kind of uh, underestimate that Rams wide receiver core if they stay healthy with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Deshaun Jackson throwing there, with Matt Stafford now at quarterback, could put up some big numbers. And Deshaun Jackson might be a name we got to watch here in fantasy uh, coming down. So again, those are some of the numbers that history tells us those could be some big performances coming up in week one. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Zone and give us a five-star rating while you're at it. This is the Fantasy Football Zone. We are happy to be joined with Jake Latarski, Roto Jake. You can find him on Twitter from rotowire.com. Jake, thanks for joining us this season. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to get to do this with you guys and uh, hopefully make everyone listening to us a little bit smarter and win some money playing fantasy football. <laughs> I know. Now we're kind of out of our favorite part of fantasy, the draft section. I mean, obviously, we, yep. we all live for the draft. We all love being our own GM. What are some of the takeaways you have from the drafts that uh, we went through? Guys that maybe went a little too high and maybe guys you thought uh, went a little low this year. Yeah, so I mean, this year's draft, it was pretty traditional. I mean, running backs dominated the whole thing. You know, Christian McCaffrey, despite missing the time last year, he was the consensus number one pick. And then followed by some combination of, you know, Cook, Kamara, Derek Henry, those types of guys. Uh, you know, Green Bay's very own Devontae Adams snuck into the first round a little bit sometimes, yep. especially I'm sure up in these Wisconsin leagues here, especially after we knew that Aaron Rodgers was coming back. And and then, of course, injuries hit. You know, there's it's a theme every year where you have injuries. Uh, you know, J.K. Dobbs 
Dobbins going down for the season yes. bumped Gus Edwards way up draft boards. Um, the same thing happened in Jacksonville. You know, you had Travis CTN go down and James Robinson shot up draft boards to, you know, guys that were barely getting drafted or late round picks sneak up into the, four, the fourth or third round. So, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty traditional. The, the running back value is always there. You know, the top tight ends you have to pay a premium for quarterbacks. You can typically wait on unless you want your Mahomes or Josh Allen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, typical year all in all. Yeah. And some of the wide receivers, again, I, I kind of look at this like last year. Stephon Diggs was going late. He was, you know, in that late teens to 20 range of wide mm-hmm. receiver. I mean, this year there were some guys that were falling down there that are they're going to be some pretty good values for you this year. Yeah, absolutely. Looking at wide receiver, I'll name a, a you know a handful of guys I like in particular. Uh, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is any good in Jacksonville, DJ Sharks, a guy that's yes. being really slept on, you can get him uh, later in rounds. Uh, one of my favorite personal wide receiver sleepers is Deontay Johnson of the Steelers. Here, mm-hmm. um, you know that offensive line has a little bit of struggles. Ben Roethlisberger is getting you know towards the twilight of his career here, but Deontay Johnson is a guy that could be in for a huge breakout. Runs really crisp routes, gets separation, could be in for maybe some early Antonio Brown like numbers because of that route running ability and uh, he's just going to be a target machine over in Pittsburgh I love him I'm scooping him up everywhere and you know I like to target you know kind of second year guys that you know had a lot of uh, you know they maybe didn't quite fully achieve in the first season. It's like Brandon Ayuk out in San Francisco. He's another example. So if you, you know, in drafts, if you really beef up that running back position early, like we typically recommend, like typically is the strategy here. Mm-hmm. There's some guys later, um, you know, even, even T Higgins, as I'm looking down, you know, my list yeah. here, uh, guys that could be primed for breakouts and, and could end up being second or third round picks next year. All right. Got to ask you out of all of last year's injured stars, you had Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, OBJ. I mean, there's others. Who do you think is going to be the bounce back this year and going to reward their fantasy owners for uh, taking them? Because obviously they did slide a little bit this year. Yeah, yeah. So Saquon Barkley is the biggest one. Uh, you know, I mean, Dak, I think he's going to come back. He's going to be fine. He looks like he's good to go for week one. But Saquon Barkley is a guy that, you know, prior to, uh, you know, the injury, he was going, you know, 1A, 1B kind of with McCaffrey. Yeah. And, you know, now he has that knee injury. We've seen players that have been able to bounce back from that much better, but you're getting a possible RB one, you know, at the end of the first round or some, in some cases early yeah. in the second round. So, you know, people drafting at the turn have a chance to get some value here. I think he has a pr- as good a chance as any for comeback player of the year. The guy's 24 years old. He's built like a workhorse. I mean, the guy is, uh, I mean, all these guys are professional athletes. They're I- exceptional, but this guy looks like he's going to be good to go. You know, might be a little limited week one as he bounces back. We'll see because they have that Thursday game right afterwards week two. But, you know, down the stretch and in the playoffs, this is a potentially league winning pick at a discount for you. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, Jake, too. As watching the draft go down, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Someone is going to have Saquon as their running back two position or, you know, arguably they could yep. set up at the one. But, you know, they're going to have uh, just the guy that just a couple years ago, mm-hmm. number one guy overall. Obviously, the injury is a little bit of a concern, but. If he turns out he's yep. back healthy, quadzilla, all that stuff, you are gonna. Mm-hmm. I, that's you're right. He's gonna be a league winner for someone this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, quadzilla, you can't take uh, the Packers' AJ <laughs> Dillon's nickname quite away from oh, him. Oh, that's right. You know, that, that's the real quadzilla here up in <laughs> up in Wisconsin. But you no, know, there was a draft where I took Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley one two at the turn, and I was just shocked. I was yeah. so I was so happy that I could get that kind of uh, you know exceptional tier of running backs with my first two picks. All right, so here we go. We're going to transition a little bit into week one here. So who are the players after week one? We're going to little baby uh, regret that we didn't take them in the draft. They're going to stand out a little bit, and we're like, oh, that's how they're going to use them. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, if you drafted earlier in the um, in in the draft season, and of course didn't get a chance to react to the Baltimore injury, I touched on that a little bit. Yeah. With J.K. Dobbins, and then of course just the other day, Justice Hill was out for the season. Um, Gus Edwards is a guy that you need to. It should be the first name you look up on the waiver wire, and uh, you know he's got a pretty good matchup week one. We rank him number twelve on our overall ranking, so that's definitely a later guy that uh, um, you know is in there. So and he, and he's going to be in for a big couple weeks. You know. I'm not too worried about them bringing Le'Veon Bell on, bringing him ready to go. That's kind of an emergency option. And the other guy, a name that uh, from the Washington football team, he missed some time last year. Uh, It was his rookie season is Antonio Gibson. And he's going Mm -hmm. in RB1 territory right right at the turn. And uh, I think people are going to, they're going to really realize, you know, after week one here against the Chargers, we actually, we have him as our, um, our number nine ranked running back for week one. He's a player that, uh, is going to get used in all sorts of ways by Washington. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't very mobile. He's going to dump it off to Gibson quite a bit, give him a lot of targets, give him a lot of carries. Uh, I'm not necessarily worried about J.D. McKissick, the backup there, having another 80-catch season. You know, a lot of that was opportunity. But Antonio Gibson will be in for a big breakout year this year for sure. But with Fitzpatrick, you got to bank on at least four weeks of 300 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he'll have that yes. span like yes. usual, right? Yeah, Fitz Magic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know he'll he'll be a great. Uh, I do the waiver wire podcast for Rotowire every every Tuesday morning, and we always talk about streaming quarterbacks for the uh, given week. Yes. And you know, it's guys that wasn't weren't necessarily drafted, or maybe maybe your starter has a really bad matchup, or or maybe your guys on a bye. You know, when we get later on, you know, those will be spread out a little bit this season. So. Uh, you know, we talk about streaming quarterbacks and Fitzmagic is a player who comes up, you know, a half dozen times or more during the year. He's got a pretty good matchup this week. Could have turned it on, you know? So uh, he's, he's definitely a name. We got him 16 against the Chargers this week, QB 16 for week one. All right. So another thing too, you know, this is kind of basically on roster construction. Hopefully, you know, week one, don't jump the gun on what happens and everything and just blow everything up after this. But going into it here, hopefully the only position you really have a tough decision is, at flex, right? Am I right? I mean, I, I know there could be maybe a yeah. running back two or depending on how many wide receivers you can play, mm-hmm. but hopefully flex is that only real puzzling one you have after your draft. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the one where you just kind of draft a quantity, a plethora of good players, and you hope one sneaks in, you know, with a really good matchup. You know, Houston and Detroit are going to be the two teams really you want to target, you know, players against. So, obviously, yeah. those guys get a big bump up. Um, and then and then I've got a little bit I like I personally found myself in a little bit of a quarterback dilemma this week because I love Justin Herbert this year. I think he is in that second tier of quarterbacks firmly. I have him in a lot of places, but I don't like starting in week one against Washington. That defense is tenacious. That pass rush is nasty. And I'm not quite sure um, that, you know, he lives up to that. And, you know, then maybe you throw out trade offers after a bad game week one. Mm-hmm. But I was starting to think about maybe uh, you know, starting guys like um, yeah, I, I, Stafford is in that conversation. Yeah, Tannehill's in that conversation. So you, you you have to still be evaluating week to week. But you know your top two running backs and your top two receivers usually, and of course the top tight end. Usually those guys are just are going to be autofills in your lineup for week one. And sometimes too, we get into this train of thought where we look at the matchups. I think a little too much, and we we forget that we draft these guys high <laughs> for a reason. We have to go with them. We got to ride yep. with these guys. So you know, sometimes you do have to stick with your gut, especially you know with these tough matchups. But mm-hmm. I mean, if if it's the top guy you pick, you got to start him every week, right? For the most part, I mean, 
you know, you run into situations like you know, T.Y. Hilton last year yes. or something, where he was, or the year before, or even A.J. Green. You know, you get these guys that you pay a high price for, and the production just isn't there. And after a couple of weeks, then you really have to think about how you're going to replace them in your lineup. So you definitely can't get too married to where you drafted these guys, or even, um, you know, one of my one of my biggest you know self corrections that I had to do with fantasy was, uh, you know, you draft all these guys, but then people start emerging on the waiver wire, yes. you know, in this very last week. And I had a real hard time, like, uh, you know, the, the backup to Gus Edwards, Tyson Williams, or uh, Tony Jones for New Orleans, yes. after they cut Latavius Murray. Those are some potentially big, you know, running backs that could help and, and that do have some standalone value, not just, you know, the quote unquote handcuff that we have in, in fantasy. So, you know, you, and but but you drafted these players, you know, a week or two weeks, a month ago, and you, and you had that special bond with them. You do have to be re- willing to self-evaluate and cut ties so you don't miss out on the pre-week one waivers because it's actually one of the most important ones of the uh, of the entire season. Yes, it is. And, and speaking of that, there's always seems to be a guy on the waiver wire that just he's huge. He he will win you a championship. Mm-hmm. When James Robinson last year, I remember Alvin Kamara a couple of years ago. No one really drafted him unless you were in a real yep. deep league. And all of a sudden, by week four, he was the starter and. Here he is today. I'm going to put you on the spot. Who do you think could be the big waiver pickup this year or uh, potentially if there's, you know, injuries and all that? I know it's a hard one, but what do you think? Yeah, it's tough. So I, I like to look at, uh, you know, the breakout rookies that, um, you know, that, that could suddenly get a, a big leap in value here. You know, I, I do love Tony Jones. I don't want to repeat that. I just talked about him, you know, the running yeah. back for New Orleans because you mentioned Kamara. But I'll go back to the wide receivers here. There are a couple guys that are around ADP 130 that I think could really uh, sneak up on a couple people here. Uh, Terrace Marshall for uh, Carolina. Yeah, I know they have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore that get used in different ways. But I think Marshall is is set up in that offense to be out there at around 70% of the snaps. You know, the tight end position isn't very strong there. So a third receiving option. He's got all the skill. Uh, you know, it's someone that you might like there. Um, I've been hyping him up a bunch on the show. Uh, you know, everyone talks about Devonte Smith in Philadelphia, but uh, Jalen Rager is another player who he got a lot of hype kind of as a rookie, yep. missed some games due to injury. There's the quarterback controversy. Give him a little bit more stability here. He could be a big play guy that ends up coming up off the waiver wire. And I know nobody's sleeping on, uh, on him here in Wisconsin, but, uh, you know, MVS, Veldes Scantling. Yes. He, uh, they, he seems to be in that breakout point of his career. He's got the, uh, you know, he's got the the uh, relationship with Rodgers mm-hmm. here. You know, get rid of some of those drop issues yeah. from the year before. <laughs> and there are a bunch of big plays. His yeah. stat line looks a lot better. He'll get the targets i'm not you know it was nice that they brought in randall cobb uh, you know for rogers to make him happy i just don't necessarily you know the the coach doesn't have to play him a ton or, or, or give him a ton of plays designed for him i don't see him threatening uh i don't see him threatening you know the, the big dogs there in green bay so you know some sleeper wide receivers that uh could end up being game changers here down the road that uh you know weren't necessarily always drafted in a lot of these leagues once again, being joined by Jake Latarski, and you can follow him at Roto Jake and RotoWire.com. Let's uh, wrap up this week with some boom and bust for week one. Obviously, this is a crapshoot, and you're going to find out how uh, my, my mind works probably after this because some of these might be like, "What? What are you yep. talking about?" And what you know, we're just throwing it up at the board here. Uh, we'll start at quarterback position for week one. Uh, I'm going to go with a boom for Jalen Hurts against Atlanta because, well, it's Atlanta. I, I just, that defense mm-hmm. seems to just always give up. And I know Hurts, 
you know, coming in, how's he going to do? But I, I think this could be a, a big game for him. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want – I'm going out there because, you know, everyone knows Mahomes, you know, the top quarterbacks out there. I'm trying to reach out and see someone that may have a big one, and I, I think Hurts could be in that category. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a fun player this year. You know, the importance – one of the biggest industry things that has changed since I started up was, you know, the importance of running quarterbacks. Yes. There used to be only a couple, and now they're half – you know, half of the top ten are all guys that can make some magic with their legs here. And uh, and he's um, and, and he's a sleeper. I picked him up in a draft last night that I did in a two-quarterback league. Really excited for that. And, yeah, we have him as a top ten quarterback. We have him as QB9 this week. All right, so who do you think is going to bust out uh, quarterback position this week? You know, I'll play to the home crowd a little bit. I'm going to say Cousins <laughs> against the Bengals. Everybody loves that matchup here yeah. because of, uh, you know, Cincinnati's the defense isn't so hot. It's one of the matchups you want to target this year. Um, but I just don't necessarily see him, you know, having this huge passing game. You know, I think it'll be mostly a Delvin Cook game and uh, he'll he'll do the game manager thing that Minnesota wanted him to do. We have him as QB 12, but uh, I tempered the expectations there. I wouldn't take out your QB one for Cousins. All right. Running back position. Uh, who's going to have a boom here in week one? A boom in week one here. I'm looking down the list. I'm trying to find one that's not necessarily the obvious, uh, yes, exactly. obvious first round pick here. And uh, I'm going to actually piggyback off you. Uh, Miles Sanders is a guy that has disappointed a lot of people yes. in fantasy. Um, you know, for, for the first couple uh, years, you know, he's missed time due to injury. He's underperformed. They've had such a timeshare going on there. But uh, I think that he can uh, he can benefit this year. And of course, he gets the Falcons week one here. So he, you know, whether Hurts can get him out to an early lead or or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then they have to protect it with the running back. Uh, Sanders, I mean, the backfield is much more favorable to him. You know, they were only carrying three running backs on the roster. Maybe Boston Scott gets a couple carries. Kenneth Gainwell is a guy that maybe helps out down the stretch. But this is really the time for Sanders to, you know, go out and, ha- and have his biggest year. And he was getting, you know, double-digit fantasy points. And, uh, you know, what do I have here? Five of the last seven games he played in last year. So he's heading in the right direction down the stretch. And, uh, you know, had that big game against New Orleans in, in Week 14 of last year he's a guy that uh, could come out early and uh and maybe you know I- i've warmed up to him i was a little lukewarm early but uh you know he's a guy that could come out early and uh really pay off those second round picks um i've got for a boom this week mike davis against philly i don't know i fell in love with the guy in carolina i don't know i and with this offense of arthur smith mm-hmm. obviously i think he's going to want to run the ball a little bit i mean obviously he's going to have calvin ridley and pitts a tight end for matt ryan to go with but i'm, I'm kind of liking this mike davis uh pickup for Atlanta if if they stay consistent to the run mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, he hasn't been the sexiest pick in the fifth, sixth round, but he's you know they're they're committed to him after they after they let Allison go. Yeah, um, you know it, this is his backfield, and and we saw what he could do in the absence of McCaffrey last year. He'll be a productive fantasy guy. All right, who do you have as a bust at running back here, Week One? It's a little bit of a cop out because of injury, but Josh Jacobs is a guy that has yes. flirted with RB one ter- territory in the past. But two things: he's got a pretty tough matchup against Baltimore, one of the top defenses, and he's also also missed practice on Monday and Tuesday for an unspecified reason. Um, the Raiders aren't revealing it yet. You know, injury reports are going to be due here pretty soon. We'll have to figure it out. But uh, even if he plays, I fear he'll be limited. There's already the situation with Kenyon Drake maybe cutting into his carries, and it's a bad matchup. So just all the cards are stacked against Josh Jacobs week one. And we'll roll over to wide receivers. Uh, who do you got as a boom here at wideout in week one? 
I think C.D. Lamb's breakout starts right off the top. Okay. Now, Tampa Bay, pretty respectable defense, but they've got, uh, you know, the Cowboys have plenty of depth here. I can see a high-scoring uh, game here in week one. I mean, the over-under on that game is one of the higher. It's about 52, one of the highers of the, um, you know, of the whole week. And, uh, you know, I, I've got C.D. Lamb down for a breakout. He's one of those year-two guys that can really come in and make a difference, especially, you know, if you get a healthy Dak Prescott all year. I expect a lot of points scored week one. We actually have him as wide receiver. 10 which is definitely ahead of uh his adp so you know i'm liking cd lamb i'm nuts i I, i'm going with Corey davis for the jets to break out i I don't know the only reason i there we go they've had a good connection him and wilson have had a good connection in preseason and i know people say well you're not supposed to buy a whole lot in the preseason but i think with a rookie quarterback and trying to get a relationship with a wideout mims i know he's coming up and they you know they want him to break out this year from where they drafted him but they're paying Corey davis I know last year he finally had that breakout year, ironically with the contract up. But I, I see yep. just I see the connection there, and I mean against the Panthers, that secondary, you know they're they're getting better. Maybe I don't know, but. Uh, I like Davis in that. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah, no, I mean, I've always thought that, you know, physically and skill-wise, he's been a solid receiver, but he's just been hurt by, uh, you know, you know, rough team circumstances or just not being featured or injured or those kinds of things. Uh, I like, I mean, he could be a guy that you use as wide receiver three, even creep up in wide receiver two territory and, you know, stays in your lineup as a staple the entire season. And finally, who's a wide out uh, not liking so much here week one? All right, so it's week one, and honestly, I'm a little concerned beyond. I'm going to take one of the rookies and 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 turn down the hype volume here, and that's Jamar Chase for the oh, Bengals. You know, man. he's apparently had yes. some of the, the yeah. So the, he's he's got Minnesota week one, but yeah. uh, the, the the couple he's had some drop issues in camp, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that receiving group is pretty stacked. His snaps aren't necessarily guaranteed out of the gates. I mean, Tyler Boyd and T Higgins, they like T Higgins in the red zone. Tyler Boyd has been you know so reliable there over the years and and I, I'm just not ready to uh I mean if you drafted Jamar Chase it was most likely because of the hype in a spot where you expect yeah. to start him I'm I'd be more inclined to take a wait and see approach yeah if you're like in a uh, keeper league or uh, you know one of those leagues like that where you can see mm-hmm. down the line potential but again you got to remember this is a guy who hasn't played the football game in what you want year and a half two years now I mean he's back in camp and everything mm-hmm. but he took last year off at LSU and uh getting back into things and yeah I, we've heard the drop the yips uh, going on at camp so I mean hopefully he solves this out but yep. the potential is there but yeah you're right mm-hmm. I think week one you got to calm those expectations oh, yeah. yeah he could be a guy that you know we overdraft this year and then you know people have too much recency bias next year and yeah. maybe you get him as a little bit of a bargain when maybe he starts to get it together you know with the system with Joe Burrow and just with the NFL in general now uh, before we let you go I guess we'll get your thoughts on uh, Packers Saints in Jacksonville uh, fantasy wise is this a very favorable matchup for Rodgers I know that defense is going to be tough against New Orleans but again on that offensive side for the Saints it's a it's kind of a whole new ball game now with Breeze retired yeah, yeah. So uh, the Saints running defense has been one of the best in the league. So um, I'm not necessarily I'm not saying don't go on bench Aaron Jones. He was a first round pick at, mm-hmm. at least early second in most situations. But you may be temporary expectations there. A.J. Dillon might have a tougher time. But overall, I mean, you know, a high over under 50 points. This is going to be a fantasy carnival. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, the Packers. I don't think they're going to they're going to have a tough time stopping Kamara. You know, yes. I, I'm st- don't get me wrong. I'm still going to pick the Packers, but I think the Saints are going to score a lot of points and the Packers are going to need to score a lot of points to to beat them. So give me like 
give me like 31 27 okay. in this game just hitting the over and and yeah, something like that. Well, again, Jake Latarski, again, rotowire.com. You can follow him at Twitter, uh, at RotoJake. Thanks again for your time. And, again, uh, those other great podcasts you have, why don't you give those a mention, too, because, again, people can check them out, especially that waiver wire one, because I think people are going to need it after week one. So we have a whole great panel of hosts and co-hosts on the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast that's coming to you five days a week. The one that I'm featured in, me and my co-host, Joe, run down the waiver wire every Tuesday morning. And we always we like to joke it's the most important podcast of the <laughs> season because leagues you know you can have a draft and it can set you up but leagues are really won and lost on the waiver wires so definitely check out the rotowire fantasy football podcast on uh on itunes and, and stitcher and all your favorite podcast platforms are you and joe still doing culver's bets by the way yes yeah. we, we always do culver's <laughs> bets our first one is we did uh we did uh, a couple weeks ago then this one still has some value if you want to go back and listen to that we did uh nfl win total over unders for the entire league so we went down the board and whoever's got the more uh whoever's got more at the end of the year uh gets gets treated to a nice double bacon butterburger deluxe i always love those because here in wisconsin that's when you know the you know the stakes are high when you got a culver's bet so i love those and i love you guys yeah. doing that yeah yeah I, i've been to la tried the in and out but you know there's <laughs> nothing like a culver's butterburger <laughs> well jake latarski again thanks for joining us and we'll catch up with you again next week yeah absolutely thank you for having me subscribe to the fantasy football zone and give us a five-star rating while you're at it follow us on twitter at Draft that guy. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Zone podcast.